some people, when they become anxious, they start pacing the floor. Some people, when they become over anxious, they start hyperventilating, which means you're breathing hard and start having issues breathing and catching your breath, right? Uh, Some people get extremely fearful and nervous, all right? Um, Some people, when they, they feel anxiety, they start to, you know, start crying because they don't know what to do. Some people start shaking, severely right whatever your body's reacting to from this foreign entity that you're starting to feel um you're going to have a physical or mental reaction all right so in small doses anxiety is helpful how is anxiety helpful all right so anxiety is helpful when you're in precarious situation precarious situations for example you ever been around some people and they say, oh, my hairs and my arm are standing up, right? That's their anxiety warning them that there might be something going on that doesn't feel right, right? So listen to that person. And uh, if the hairs are pointing that way, then go that way. All right. So, yes. So other people might start scenting danger. They might sense it like, you know, you've been around someone that senses that they're in danger or danger is coming. That's a good person to have around. That's a good friend. All right. So when you're sensing something, it's helpful for you, because what do you do when you start sensing danger? Do you just sit there like those horror movies that we all love and run towards danger? Uh, I love those horror movies, especially the, the chainsaw ones when, you know, the kids, we'll just say it, the kids that are out in the woods are all out camping. And all of a sudden, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Hear what? And Do not go over a single man's home by yourself, especially if you meet him on line. All right. I want you to take your time and think about that. That's not a good idea at all. You're too young to know why you're doing it. But more importantly, you should not be doing it. Bring a friend, tell a parent. Oh, shocking. Tell your parents. Yes, because some of you guys won't be found. Okay, I love those movies, Taken, and uh, I forget the other ones, some of the other ones that they are taking kids and selling them, sex trafficking. Uh, Those movies when the dads are searching the earth. But that's not a reality. That's a movie. Welcome to The Counselor, and I am your host, Sheldon Stovall. Well, today we are going to be talking about something that's affecting so many people in this country, um, and it's OCD, okay? Um, And before we do that, we want to thank all of the people that are subscribing to our channel. Um, We appreciate all the emails we're getting. Um, So far since we began in January, we've connected more than 50 people um, to counselors. So those are bigger numbers than we ever even thought about. I was going to be grateful for connecting one or two in a month, right? So um, we want to encourage you guys that if you are a counselor, uh, you can go to our website, 
and you can take a look at our counseling network. Um, and it's just very easy to be a part of it. And, you know, you'll be part of our friends. You know, we want to continue to uh, open up opportunities for teens, uh, young adults, um, and people who watch the show. Uh, we want to make sure we extend a hand to the community uh, so you guys can uh, be a part of this great helping program. All right. So, uh, what does OCD look like uh, in a teenager, right? So, there's some signs, parents, that you can start taking a look at. And again, we're, the reason why we're doing this show is because we want to start saving lives, right? We want some of these young people to start living past 18 and 19, right? So, we want to start catching some of these signs early, right? Signs of depression, signs of mental health issues early so that when it does they are presented right we'll say presented with a substance that they will turn around and say no thank you i'm working with my anxiety through my doctor right thanks to my therapist right so we want to make sure that we start looking at signs so signs of ocd in teens may include frequent irrational worries Right. So when they're constantly worried about something for no reason, oh, my God, do you think they saw me through the, the tinted window? Oh, my God, I think they did. Right. Oh, my God. Look, at they're they looking at me. Right. You start seeing these little signs where they're um, having these irrational worries for no reason. You know, they're at the beach. There are a million people on the beach and everyone is looking at them. Right. So irrational, frequently and irrational worries or fears, constantly worrying like the front door isn't locked or even it's been checked or even after it's been checked. Right. So uh, did you guys like the front door? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, did you like the front door? You sure? Uh, yes, we did. Right. And then they're projecting, you know, those worries and fears on you. Right. And we're going to talk more about that coming up. Um, but, yeah, so these are some of the things we need to start paying attention to parents. Right. We don't want to be too nice and and kind of close an eye to what could be going on to our children. Right. Um, so we want to continuously start looking for signs. Um, complaints of having frequent and disturbing thoughts. Right. So just anything, you know, just worrying, just something like very disturbing that would come to their mind as disturbing, right? Something as simple, I'll say, is leaving the lid open of the mustard in the refrigerator, right? So when there are, you guys are on your way to your family trip and you're on your way to grandma's house, right? And all of a sudden, oh my God, did you guys cover up the mustard? Oh my goodness, if we didn't cover up the mustard, this is going to happen, you know, and then they go into this whole uh, and understanding about covering up the mustard, right? So things like that. When you, when someone is going into this obsessive idea that something needs to be done that they cannot control, right? So OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. Disorder. I'm going to be talking about this with teens. So how do I talk to my teen about OCD, right? So we talked to the staff about that. We kind of came up with a few things that you can do. Um, one, parents, do your homework, right? Learn as much as you can about OCD, all right? So you can Google it, like many of us, or you can watch videos on YouTube, right? There's plenty of them out there. 
Um, you can also go to the library. You can do some research on your own. You can ask your doctor or your therapist just to kind of give you some reading materials that will be simplified so you can understand it, right? So learning about the issue is one thing that's going to help you. All right. Be open and let your team know, right, you want to talk. So be open, okay, with your kids. Let them know that they can come to you and tell you anything, right? They can come to you and say, Mom, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I keep thinking that the door is unlocked in the living room, right? And we're not going to laugh at them parents, right? We're not going to laugh at what do you mean? What are you talking about? And embarrass the child for being bold enough to step up and say that there might be something wrong with their mental health, right? We always are making this a stigma. So we need to recognize the impact of the stigmas, even for your children, right? So you know how school kids are sometimes, right? Oh, I have OCD. You have OCD. Don't even know what it is. They just want to repeat it, right? So sometimes stigmas come with this as well. So don't be afraid to confront these things and talk to your kids about it, right? And more importantly, if it is something, then start seeking out for the help uh, that they will need. All right, so don't change routines or expectations around the house. So don't start feeling sorry for them like they've just been diagnosed with an illness that is, they'll never be cured from, right? So don't change things that are going around the house. Like keep things the same, right? If the magazines are messed up and they go fix them, tell them to put those magazines back the way I put them, all right? So don't change up yourself to start catering to that, that mental health issue, right? You want to continuously prepare yourself to impose the consequences that they need so you can rear them up, especially as teens to become an adults. And it's important because we're going to go over this in the next segment or two about adults, right? And how once this carries over into adulthood, it's more and more dangerous, right? It gets worse over time. So parents, you do have a responsibility uh, as uh, someone who's raising up someone who could be diagnosed or is diagnosed with OCD, that you still keep the rules, enforce rules, right? So they can respect where they're at instead of making that into their obsessions obsessive compulsive location okay and continue to make school a priority this is not a sickness that they can call out of school and get a doctor's note for all right parents i mean sometimes it gets ridiculous that they're getting doctor's notes for this and that right this is not something they need a doctor's note for they can go to school all right if they have to wear gloves which we'll talk about let them wear the gloves Okay, so can a teenager grow out of this obsessive compulsive disorder? All right. OCD tends not to go away on its own. All right. And without treatment, it is likely to persist into adulthood. And in fact, many adults who receive a diagnosis of OCD report that some symptoms started during their, their childhood, right? So if this thing isn't noticed, 
parents, by you all. And if your child isn't understanding what OCD is or what the symptoms are, um, what you want to do is you want to have a conversation with them if you start noticing any of these symptoms, right? Because it's very important that these we start working with this early because it worsens, right, over time. So can can puberty make OCD worse? Uh, overall, well, OCD can get worse during puberty due to the official, the social and physical changes that teens experience. Um, there is effective treatments to reduce and manage symptoms. So, you know, yes, there are symptoms once we catch them or we realize that that's what's going on and you receive a diagnosis from your therapist. All right. The next thing is treatment, kids. So it is treatable. It's not, you know, if you allow it to be untreated, it only gets worse over time. Right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the types of OCD. So things like checking. Right. We'll go into detail for that. Mental contamination. Right. Just contamination in general. Uh, symmetry and ordering. Sounds frightening. Right. Ruminations, intrusive thoughts and hoarding. All right, so general warning signs of OCD, parents and kids don't get nervous, excessively seeking reassurance, right? So when, you know, again, is the door locked? I'm sure it's locked, Jenny. Oh, is the door? I'm sure it's locked, Jenny, right? And you have to say that over and over again. You know, some parents are like, why, do you, why are you worried about the door being locked, right? Other parents will say, well, what's the matter? Why are you concerned, right? So you... You want to ask the right questions. What's going on? Why are you worrying about the door happened? Did something happen that we don't know about, right? Maybe it could be some trauma that they're afraid to mention, right? Somebody came to the door one day, it was open, or in the bathroom. Who knows, right? Where this suspended from, and which we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. All right, so excessively seeking reassurance. So this could start making you start thinking, wonder, like, what's happened? Has something happened, right? Resisting change, right? Not wanting to do something different. Don't, not wanting to get on the adult rides now at, at Six Flags, right? Or not wanting to wear certain outfits or sneakers with jeans or skirts or something, right? So resisting change, not wanting to build their self and be, become different. So there's something that you need to think about, right? They may not just be hard-headed parents, right? Because once again, these are the excuses that we've deposited in our heads as parents, right? That, oh, they just must be being hard-headed. Oh, you're just like Auntie Sue and Uncle Joe, right? So these are things we put in our heads, right, that might be happening to our children. But more importantly, it could be a mental health issue, right? Spending too much time completing things, right? Some kids... You know, and again, you know, I even being around children, you have to watch them sometimes. Some kids can't figure out how to wash the dishes or clean up their room, right? It's too many clothes around. It's, they can't put it together, right? So when they're, they're, they're having issues figuring things out, that could be a sign. And again, let's stop calling them stupid, right? And that you don't know anything because it could be a mental health issue, parents. Getting dressed or eating a meal longer than expected for the children's age. All right. Eating each pea one at a time, counting each pea 
one at a time, right? Eating one noodle at a time, right? One string of uh, spaghetti. So these are clear signs, right? Redoing tasks, all right? They've already cleaned the bathroom sink and the bathroom mirror seven times. They've had you check it, um, you know, the breath test and all that stuff. You passed it, right? And again, right? Again, they're going to clean it again because they thought they saw a speck. So continuously redoing things, right? Putting blocks up or doing something with blocks and having to retake the blocks down and put them back up. And this is what you'll notice when they're younger too, right? Redoing tasks because it just doesn't seem right to them, right? Refusing to touch objects with their bare hands. Now, due to this COVID stare, scare and a coronavirus, yes, many of us might be diagnosed with OCD right now, right? Because a lot of us are afraid to touch anything with our bare hands, let alone people, right? So, um, you know, we have all been uh, excessively washing our hands, right? So, but if you're seeing someone cleansing all the time, right? So people that are cleaning or people who have a cleaning or contamination OCD tend to focus on fear or intense feelings of discomfort that result from contamination or uncleanliness, right? So I remember I had roommates in college, right? One that had OCD. They were the best people to have in the, the room, right? All the dishes were done. As soon as I put my cup down, it didn't even hit the table. Swipe out of my hand, right into the sink, washed, dried, and put into the cabinet. I mean, perfect, right? So sometimes people, if they start feeling uncomfortable, they'll watch you when you're eating. You know, if you drop a speck out your mouth, they're running over there, scraping the rug real quick. You know what I mean? So, yes, some people have extreme discomfort that result from contamination or feeling like they're not clean, right? Um, Okay, excessive washing. Um, A good example, right, of contamination, OCD, is touching a light switch and convincing yourself that it was dirty and that now you're contaminated, right? So you may fear that you'll contaminate others and feel an intense urge to wash your hands repeatedly to try and cleanse yourself, okay? So once again, you know, that was something that this is new for a lot of us. So parents, just watch the action. If it was happening pre-COVID, maybe we should worry about it. If it's post-COVID, you know, we're still kind of getting through that ourselves, right? So you want to make sure you look at those signs, right? When someone feels like they're not clean, you know, so they go into the bathroom, you know, they use the bathroom, they wash their hands, right? Then they go and touch the door, right? So now, oh my goodness, so they have to go back, touch the knob and get the faucet again, wash their hands, right? And then, you know, I seen someone do that one time. You know what I said? Use a paper towel after you wash your hand and then just open the door with it and throw it in the trash on your way out. Bing, genius, right? So (laughs) sometimes some people, you know, they just got to figure out how to feel better, right? To not have those germs on their hands, right? Order symmetry or accounting compulsions, OCD, right? 
Order and symmetry and counting composions create a very intense urge to arrange and rearrange things. And they are just right at least exactly how they think they should be. In some cases, this could look like they need to constantly rearrange like either a sock drawer or something needs to be arranged by color or by tile, right? This subtype might also make you count or say paraphrases or phrases or words over and over again until you feel something is done perfectly, right? So I don't want to go too much over that because there's quite a bit of us out there that we do put our cans, you know, by by order, you know, the refrigerator, everything is in order. Um, you know, you ever open up someone's medicine cabinet, everything's in alphabetical order, you know, so people do like to have things in order. Is that OCD or just wanting to be organized? We'll let you guys comment below and kind of let us know what you think, right? There's so many arguments about OCD. I can't get into everything, but yes, some of us like to have things right and in order, right? So sometimes um, there's a need to order or count or repeat can be an attempt to stave off danger or bad luck. So have you ever been around someone who, you know, had to walk in the door, then they'll walk back out, then they'll walk back in, they'll walk back out, then they'll walk back in, right? And no one ever looks at them funny, right? Everybody just kind of stands there. Um, but that person may be trying to, you know, keep bad luck away, and that's what they know to do, right? I don't knock anybody's thing to how to keep bad luck away, right? Some people wear the same underwear every day when they're gambling because they're good luck. Who knows, right? So, you know, I don't knock that, but yes, that is a clear sign, right? That's a symptom. Uh, you may feel like if you get something perfectly arranged or if you say certain phrases uh, so many times, uh, perhaps someone won't die or they won't leave you, right? So that's another thing is when you're dealing in situations where, you know, you feel like someone is going to be hurt. Like a good example is, you know, don't step on that crack on the sidewalk. Uh, what is the saying? You're going to break your grandmother's back, right? So things like that when, you know, and oh, I hate to say it like that, but I don't like being around people like that because I'm not really caring if I step on a crack, but you know what they do. And then they'll stop you. They'll like literally reach their hand out before you step on a crack to save your grandmother's back, right? So some people really believe these extremities. All right, so I want you guys to stay with us. There's more, there's a part two. So just click on the uh, link below or the next video below to watch a part two um, of any of our videos. Um, if you find that this might be happening to you or someone that you may be uh, around or know that's possibly showing these symptoms of OCD, um, you can give us a call. Our number is always scrolling on the bottom of the screen. You can email me at promo at the live. Or you can slide up in my DMs.
All right, and welcome back to The Counselor, and I am your host, Sheldon Silva. I'm so excited to continue to bring to you good information and education. Um, We enjoy all the subscribers. We ask you and encourage you that if you have not subscribed to The Counselor, which, by the way, we're on every day, Monday through Friday, starting at 10 o'clock. Uh, so even though the show goes for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, we do have staff that is here that will answer the phone um, if you have any questions. I think someone called a little bit later and they got through as well. So give it a shot. You can email or text. Uh, the number is always scrolling below. So great response, guys. So keep up the good work. And I encourage you to to uh, click um, under below and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. If you've already dealt with OCD or any of the symptoms that we talk about and you found some help, always it's very important that you, you know, share. Sharing is what keeps each other alive, right? So we're going to continue with uh, our symptoms OCD. And we ended last video on counting, right? So people have an issue with counting everything. Uh, the next uh, one is harm, OCD. And this involves extreme feelings of worry that your home or yourself or others, right? So people that are worried about if someone's home all the time or afraid that something might happen to their cousin or their aunt in their home while they're home, right? So they're always constantly worried that harm is coming, right? And I, you know, that's something that, yes, we need you guys. If you're feeling that way, contact um, a professional or tell your parents, right? Because this can lead to other situations, right? So again, I always mention I'm a former detox counselor, right? And I worked in situations where, yes, some people, um, when they did use drugs, their harm OCD increased, right? All of a sudden, they felt a feeling of danger, right? Could have been your dad or your mom, right? Or someone in the room and you're behind the door with a bat, right? Because you've used a mind-altering substance, right? And now you're increased extreme feelings of worry, right, are now putting everybody in your home in danger. And this is a true story. So guys, we want you to start talking to your parents as well. You know, because sometimes when you guys don't know how to deal with this type of anxiety and these extreme feelings at your age, right, what do you guys sometimes want to do? Self-medicate. And what we want to do is we want to discontinue this behavior because we want you guys to live, right? So in order to relieve this distress you feel, you might use what's known as checking rituals, right? So an example of harm, uh, OCD, as you may believe that you accidentally hit someone with your car, right? So you can feel so strongly about this that you'll be compelled to drive back to the place where you thought, listen to the words, thought the accident occurred to prove yourself nothing happens. 
right? So you'll likely do this repeatedly and attempt to be absolutely sure, right? So good example, have you ever been in a car with somebody who thought they hit an animal? Oh my goodness, I heard a little lump or something in the road. Oh my God, you hit something, you killed something. Yes, you did, I knew you did. And it's like 10 minutes down the road to the point where you have to literally turn around, right? On a mountain edge street, right? Where, <laughs> where you could go off the mountain, but you need to do it to prove to this person, right? That you did not go over an animal. And sometimes these people don't even apologize because they're not recognizing their behavior. And that's what I'm saying to parents. You know, parents, you guys need to start catching this early. Stop giving in to it. Talk to them about it. Be upfront about it because this thing gets worse over time, right? And one thing about an addiction or someone who does something excessively or obsessively, they continue doing it and then they bring other people in it. Right. And uh, we'll talk about that more when we continue our series on relationships. Right. So when you're bringing your baggage into a relationship with someone. Right. And you're checking the door every five minutes. Right. And you've been doing it since you were a kid and your parents are just ignoring it, thinking that you're going to just grow out of it. Right. And I'm not saying you guys should get mad at them, but I want you guys to start thinking about these things. Right. It's important to start thinking about what's happening to you, even as a young adult. And I often say this. I knew what I was doing at 13. Right. I knew what I was doing at 11. Right. I knew I was doing at 10. So, you know, what's going on with you. So start opening up and speaking to your parents. All right. Another thing, hoarding obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, my goodness. I love that show, by the way. Hoarding, Buried Alive, all of them. Oh, they're just amazing. I, I applaud all of those counselors. Those are therapists. I mean, we're everywhere, right, guys? You know, we're hitting these streets hard, right? You know, so hoarding is now actually recognized as its own diagnosis, according to the DSM-5. So when someone hoards, they collect items that typically don't have much value right for instance well uh this article is dating itself but magazines uh those are things that you know used to come in you know kind of paper form like a magazine like a book you guys i know some of you guys don't remember don't even know about it right notes right just little sticky notes you ever seen anybody got a thousand and one sticky notes everywhere Come on, you're a hoarder. <laughs> if you wrote the sticky note and you've used it already, throw it away, right? Notes, clothing, oh my goodness. Some people have clothes, and you guys know this, sometimes clothes go out of style. They have so many clothes that are so old, they come back with them, like the eight ball jacket. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> I mean, I've seen people coming back with the first one. Like when the eight ball jackets came out, yeah, people were coming back with the first one, like the original one, right? They cost $800, I think it was, right? So clothing, throw some of these things away, right? You're hoarding, right? I'm sure some of these partners right now are appreciating this show. Throw this stuff away, 
Stop forcing people to have to live in a pile of hoarding and mess, right? It's not fair. Throw all that stuff in the garage. The garage is not to hoard trash. My goodness, it's for the cars to park in or the kids to play in in the winter or something else besides Christmas boxes and all this stuff. Come on. All right. Games. Some people have the original Atari and all the chips or the cartridges. Some people have the old Nintendo and still playing Super Mario, right? Hoarding is dusty. Remember the old Nintendo was always dusty. You ever seen someone's, oh, I got my Nintendo. You know, the dust is like this tick, the remote control. You want to touch it, but you got your hand like barely touching it, right? OCD, <laughs> right? So games, right? People still have VCRs, right? And they still have VHSs. Come on, throw them away. All right. Uh, containers, right, that may keep some of their items. Like they have all these items in containers now uh, because they're OCD. They don't want to get damaged. You ever been to somebody's house and they have 90 cubbies just for everything in the kitchen and then 400 cubbies for like the living room, like each book, right? So that that's a form, yeah. Obsessive compulsive disorder, right? So their home becomes virtually unlivable as it's filled with clutter, right? So people think about it. You know, I actually, growing up, I've been, I went to a few hoarders' houses. I didn't know that they were hoarders, but when we went in, it was like a path through the house that you walk through, right? And then you're looking at all the piles like higher than you. I was a kid at that time. And I'm like trying not to touch anything either. Don't worry, I'm not gonna knock that pile down, right? So when you're seeing all that, you don't really realize it, but some people hoard in their houses filled with junk, obsessive compulsive disorder. And obsession surrounding the fear of not having something you may need, right? One day, okay? So some people stock up on water, right? water in their garages rice let's not even talk about rice rice huge bags of rice right so some people think you know we may run out of water one day so they have literally like uh storage units full with water bottles a true story right we've even seen that on some of those episodes this thing gets deep right um this OCD subtype has a higher rate of coexisting issues of depression and anxiety than others. So this situation may even be worse, right? So there are also obsessive compulsive related disorders that can occur, all right? Hair pulling disorder, okay? Your pulling disorder cause is a strong urge to pull hair from your head, right? We see those TikTok videos where these people sometimes are getting the wax and they're putting it on every piece and part of their face that they have hair and they're pulling it, they're ripping it out, right? A pulling disorder. And again, you know, we watch these videos and sometimes we get obsessed when we're watching these things, but these are people with real disorders, okay? 
hair pulling these or do you ever see some of these people when they do the whole waxing video with the wax some people don't even make a sound it's almost like they enjoyed getting the the chest hair ripped off their body right <laughs> or their eyelash pulled out or their eyebrows pulled tweaked out or or anywhere else on your body right so habit reversal that's another thing training or our often successful uh, treatment techniques. So there's ways that you can start getting this thing worked out, like reversing these habits, right? Skin picking disorder, excoriation disorder causes persistent picking of the skin. I'm not even gonna go there, but I've seen that happen on various occasions, even in professional meetings, where someone has tweezers and they're literally like picking under their nails, right? So some people, they just have this, they need to have that prickling feeling, right? So that can be something that definitely is something you need to call professional wrong. Um, but these things can lead to infections, right? So some people, yes, when you're picking your face a lot, you're leaving your face open to infection bacteria right so my advice is take some antibacterial soap and just put it all over it and leave it there for a few minutes sleep it with it overnight if possible right just so you won't have those uh infections start going to your skin which is what causes a lot of the acne right those are pus it's a pus or an infection that's going through your skin so if you want to get you know stop the acne stop picking the bumps and put something over it right uh, so that'll stop the infections and lesions, right? And take out the distress that you'll have because now you have acne, right? Or now you have holes in your face from picking your face. All right, body dysmorphic disorder. Now, this involves a preoccupation with what you may perceive as a flaw in your own or in your own family or even on you. So most often, the imperfections you see either are uh, that it was horrible to you or that they were very slightly observed by others, right? So whatever you might have on your body or face that you feel like is ugly and that people are staring at it, right? And I mean staring at it. And you know what? Sometimes people are staring at it. Let's just be honest. Sometimes if you have a pimple right there, they are looking at it. Right. I've had people tell me, you know, you have a pimple right there, right? Yes, it is. Thank you. So body dysmorphia disorder causes repetitive behaviors to check your appearance or groom yourself. Right. So you see some people always putting on lipstick right on their face. You ever see that? Right. That's an issue that could be an OCD. Now, everyone knows that if you put on red lipstick and you kiss someone, it's going to come off on their shirt. So why kiss them, right? So some people, even though they enjoy wearing red lipstick, they have this OCD where they're getting their lipstick on you, so they're always wiping your face. Oh, my God. You know, when someone gets, I'm just like, thank you. Just shake my hand. Thanks. I don't need you fixing my lipstick. <laughs> okay. It typically involves comparing yourself to others. So the whole thing is what we want to do, kids, is we want to discontinue comparing yourself to other people 
because when you're di- when you're comparing yourself to everyone else, right? You don't start looking right yourself. All right. Some people look the way they do because of that's their family. That's what their family looks like. Right. And some people that you might say is unattractive is probably the best looking person in their family. So we want to start changing these behaviors. Right. Because what can cause OCD to get worse? Trauma. All right. So trauma is very real. Right. And many people can be traumatized with so many things. A simple thing is picking someone on someone in school for the color shoes they wore with the dress. It's traumatic. Come on. What if they thought about that for two weeks and put that outfit together? All right, kids, we want to start being less mean and more nice to each other. Right. Uh, So trauma, stress, same thing. Everybody says, you know, when you're kids, you're not stressed out. I don't believe that. I was stressed out as a kid. My homework was hard. I mean, hard. I was in AP classes, right? Those are advanced placements. Some of you don't know that. Those, those, that stuff was really hard. I mean, I had paragraphs like this for uh, one problem. I'm like a whole page, right? It took me hours just to decipher the, the problem and solve it, right? So stress is real, right? So kids, start learning how to deal with your stress, um, and abuse can all can be a good cause of OCD getting worse. So parents, we know how we counselors feel about abuse, right? You want to start learning vo- verbally, emotionally, and physically, learning other ways to discipline your children, right? Emotional abuse is just as worse as hitting someone with a belt. Right. That's even worse than physical abuse, because now you're breaking their self-esteem, their value and their self-worth. All right. So, kids, I want you guys to pick up the phone. Um, Parents, families, uh, give us a call Um, if you need us to talk to your children more about opportunities. uh, We do have trained counselors around that will be able to help and guide you. Um, So you can always pick up the phone. You can call us at 413-370-9937. You can email me at promo at the counselor.live or you can slide up in my DMs.